Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. So this is Will Gray with GolfChannel.com. We're doing a Monday Scramble special podcast here. Happy to be joined by Will Wilcox. Will, thanks for coming on and joining us to talk for a few minutes about life on tour. No problem. Uh, so before we get to Colonial and... And uh, this week's event, some other things. We got to turn the clock back a little yeah. bit. We got to talk about TPC Sawgrass. Oh yeah. Uh, so you had a nice little little shot there yeah. on on 17. Having yep. had a couple of weeks to reflect, mm-hmm. what was that like? What was what was the day or two days after that yeah. like for you? Um, I mean, it, the aftermath has been pretty cool. It's something that I didn't expect. Uh, you know, like Zach Johnson kind of coming up to me and giving me a hug and all. You know, it's been it's been a really cool. Um, deal i just can't i can't believe what it meant to so many people um i guess it's been a long time so um you know i to me all it meant that i was gonna have a good chance to make the cut so you know for it to happen then but what was really hard is that i had another 10 holes to play after that you know and so having that happen mid-round is really you know intense but everybody in my family was there and it was a great moment and obviously we'll never forget it especially at the players every year because they're going to be replaying it every year um and everybody just said the reaction is really what created the buzz. Yeah, the reaction was better than the shot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it was cool being the Island Green. That was just unbelievable. Um, you know, I, I wish I would have played better on Saturday, but one of the main things I tell people is that Freddie Ockerson has about two, three putts per season, and he had four that day. So it shows how difficult the golf course was playing. It was really tough. My first players, I, was, I felt fine. I mean, I didn't drink too much on Friday night after the hole-in-one. I, I um, you know, I honestly didn't hit it that bad. I mean, I had to have had 40 putts, though. So, um, you know, I just kind of let it get away from me. And uh, I know that's not what people are going to remember me for is the Saturday round. But to make the cut in my first players and do it with that happening as well was, um, you know, pretty special. So the fact that my family was there was, was really neat. So you said you didn't have too many drinks yourself. But what was the biggest bar tab that yeah. you had to pick up afterwards? Um, well, I picked up Mix, uh, my caddy Mix flight uh, or charter from New Orleans to Charlotte and that was 400 bucks and that was a little more than his bar tab at his own bar that he owns in Atlanta so it worked out pretty good that Great. way and you know obviously the the media and stuff the tour is really cool about getting all that settled or you know worked out so we um look like total legends if you make a hole in one <laughs> so um we appreciate that yeah yeah it's great shoot i did too I was beer waiting on me too um but uh yeah doug melton from the tour is great and he uh he got all that dialed in for me so it made me look pretty cool but um so i have him to thank but uh yeah i mean it's it's a uh, other than that i mean i think my bar tabs in the future will be more (laughs) not so much at this point but i I can't wait to buy other people beers as a result of that shot so where's the ball um it's at mick's bar um in atlanta mick actually has my 59 ball from 2013 on the web too um just randomly like it just worked out he was in my group and i don't know why i gave it to him or whatever (laughs) i mean i just you know he wasn't caddying for you then no no he but he was in my group he's working for chopra then okay um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, he's got both of them, um, both yellow and both tricks on. Um, so uh, you know, I could get them at any point. Obviously, it's not a big deal. But uh, you know, I'm not one to make scrapbooks or whatever, put it in a shadow box or anything like that. And my mom and dad aren't either.
either. So, um, you know, maybe I'll give it to my grandpa at some point. But other than that, I mean, you know, it's definitely special. But, you know, I can, there's plenty of yellow golf balls out there I could sign. There you go. So you talked about, and you said it at Sawgrass too, about how the hole-in-one was great, but you're trying to make the cut. Yeah. And you're trying to get FedEx Cup points. You're 96th right now for this season. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people think about just the glitz and glamour of some of the top elite guys. Yeah, yeah. But for the vast majority of players, it's a fight for the top 125, yeah, a fight yeah. to keep your card mm-hmm. year in and year out. So what's that like for you being in the middle of it that maybe it's a battle that a lot of people don't see? Um, I mean, I... You know, I'm. I just feel lucky to be out here. So, um, boy, because it. I mean, it's a little bit of luck. Obviously, you got to work your butt off, um, and you got need some ability on top of that. Um, fortunately, I was blessed with a couple of those, and uh, you know, I don't have Spieth talent or whatever. But I mean, or Jason Day. But it's, you know, I mean, I'm I'm getting my bills paid and all that stuff. So everything's gonna be fine. But um, a lot of people don't really understand what goes into it or um, what it takes to continue on on the tour so I've been playing really I haven't been playing well at all this year I've gotten last year I think I made 1.3 and 16 starts this year I've played maybe 18 or 19 and have made 670 so that's clearly you know and that was in small purses whatever small whatever so uh you know I mean I'm I'm I've, my game's definitely made a turn I've made four of my last five cuts I'm starting to do good I've, I've had a good finish in New Orleans um so you know I think the tour card now will maybe be about 750 um, earned so uh, no, I'm, I'm happy with where my game's headed for sure it's been a struggle like since I'll never forget it on New Year's Eve um, I felt something hit my golf game on my swing uh, that day and I just I had I've been fighting so hard ever since to get it figured out and uh, that's just how it goes I mean you know like there's a lot of good players that are having tough years and there are every year so um, you know it's doing stuff like this helps educate the general public on what all there is involved and and how it's not all I mean it's pretty fancy out here like they treat us really really good I'm not saying like you know the top players get treated that much better but um you know it's uh it's definitely it can be a struggle for sure like I had some cuts I missed on courses that I love and you know it's just like you just lose your game so um but then it comes back normally and everything's good so what happened on New Year's Eve? Were you, were you playing? Just, was it a was it a just, mental thing? Just I mean I'm all I'm all feel I'm all self taught um, and just I developed a sw- swing habit that just caused me to get way underneath it and my I was stuck and it caused my hips to not work the correct way and there's just a lot of there's just so many moving parts in a golf swing that you just gotta you know if one thing that's more important than the others gets out of whack you're snowballing then yeah then then it just gets worse and worse and worse and i remember first term of the year in hawaii i knew i was playing bad and um and everybody's like you know i was like fourth in the power ranks or something and people are just kind of like oh this is wilcox's week you know because i just come off a great run in 2015 i played the best golf of my life it was awesome golf was the easiest thing i've ever done and then i completely lost my game and missed the cut by nine ten shots you know and so the twitter world came after me and uh, i think i've I've, um, whatever, I've groomed my fans to, you know, now they don't give me crap anymore. It's awesome. Um, everybody on Twitter has been extremely supportive. Um, I think I handled that correctly to where now no one uh, comes at me really hard, so, um, which is nice. And I know it's not all about Twitter or DraftKings it's or all that about stuff. Twitter. It's all about Twitter. <laughs> yeah, every, everything in life is about Twitter. Right. Um, but no, I love um, messing with people on there, and it's been good for my career and recognition. And, and so, uh, but anyways... Um, you know, I, I, I like where I'm at right now, and I think the next couple months will be a lot of fun. 
So for people that don't know, you turned pro in 2009, 2010. Yeah. So you've been you've been around for a few years, bouncing back and forth between yeah. PGA and Web.com tour. Last year was the first time you made the FedEx Cup playoffs. Mm-hmm. So you're in the top 125, and you kind of get to pick a little bit more of your schedule. Mm-hmm. Whereas last year you had to play just play wherever you yeah. could. So what's what's that process like? Still going to courses that you don't really know, mm-hmm. but but being able to have a little more control over your schedule. Yeah, it's been a weird year in that way because. You know, I've been playing awful. I've really been playing terrible. And, um, you know, I'm the, my own biggest critic. And, I mean, I, it, you just look at the stats. Like, it's a joke. Like, last year I was top five in everything. And now I'm outside the top hundred in everything. So, um, you know, I'm holding my own. You know, I'm not embarrassing myself out here. But, um, you know, it's been a frustrating thing knowing that I get all these starts. You know, I'm in these big fields. I'm seeing everybody that I've seen on TV since I was little. Um and then I'm playing bad, so it's just like you know I'm in in front of these huge crowds and just it's been it's been a weird year. But I mean, obviously it's great to be able to pick the schedule. But last year, I mean, you know, I had you know to this point, I mean, I I had more fun last year because I was top 25 every week that I played. And now, I mean, I would kill for a top 25, um, not literally, obviously, but hope not. Uh, yeah, so I would do anything for a top 25. Um, so it's like. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to starting to play similar to what more what I did last year, so I can get, you know, I can get better and better on the FedEx Cup and um, the FedEx Cup list. And you know, I just I want to keep my card this year, and then maybe in in 17 I can really come to my own and, and become like a regular, you know, whatever name at the top. Uh, that would be that would be cool. But golf's hard, you know. I mean, I'm I'm sure I'll develop something crazy in the next year, and I'll forget how to play again. But that's just how it goes. I hear you. I hear you. So you said earlier, uh, you mentioned Twitter and social media, and you're one of those guys that's really gotten out in front of the Twitter game and and really embracing the fantasy and daily fantasy, you know, lineups and things like that. Where you'll tweet at people and say, "Hey, mm-hmm. I don't have it this week. Don't yeah. start me." Or you'll go on the other side and say, "Listen, this is a good week. Yeah. Slot me and uh, and go for it." You've sent clubs, I believe, mm-hmm. to people that send you crap on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A little bit of reverse psychology, yeah. get some karma and going. It's so worked out. It's great. It worked out. So what what's your thought behind? I guess just social media in general, how it should be embraced, how you choose to embrace it. Um, I mean, it's it's huge for getting the name out there, and uh, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people that I know already on there, so they can keep up with me. Um, people that you know I've grown up with, or, or whatever, um, you know, and it's just on my phone. It's not like I'm having to do really anything, and I and I like talking to people, any you know. So um, I think you know it increases the knowledge of the game. People will know a lot more about the players and a lot more about the stats, the courses the personalities um so i think it's a, a great thing i mean and especially since you know you can do it on the plane you can do it whatever sitting at a stoplight or, or whatever i mean you shouldn't text and drive but um it's still a situation where it's been i think it's been great for me i know that um i've got a lot of fans now that that yell at me on the course and they want my autograph and they want to have buy me a beer or whatever um so i mean i think it's been great for for the game and every sport for that matter i mean there's there's still you got your standard idiots on there that are going to be really negative but um you know and unless somebody says something about like my mom or my family or something I'm generally going to hit them with some kindness I mean I I never say anything negative back or at least I on the web I did a few times and that always bit me so I don't do that anymore and you know obviously the tour could get mad at you if you were too negative to somebody so um not that we'd ever know yeah I mean it's it would just spread like wildfire it's crazy and so you got to really watch what you say but I like to just to just totally reverse it on people and they generally I mean they do they always follow me they always become a fan and then they say only positive things after that so I think that's that's a good thing so you're a guy that looks at stats what's one stat that you pay most attention to 
Um, I mean, the greens and reg. I mean, I look at them all, but I mean, and it's more—it's just the ones on the PJ Tour app. You know, there's right. what, like driving distance, accuracy, scrambling, putting, and um, greens and reg. Or I don't know if I already said that. Um, but anyways, uh, my greens and reg is one of the most frustrating parts of this year. I think I'm like 150 or something, and, and last year I was fourth. And then last year in total driving, I was one or two. And all around, I think I was two. And now I don't even know what I'm in all around. I, I don't look at the stats as much as I did last year because last year it was just so mind-blowing to me. that. Well, it's but, positive reinforcement, too. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, I knew I was doing the right stuff. I mean, I was hitting 16 greens around and 13 fairways and putting awful. And now I'm putting a little bit better. But, I'm, you know, it doesn't feel like I'm hitting it that bad. But I know the courses are a lot harder, too. I mean, I'm playing in Puerto Rico and Pebble and... Um, you know Dallas, John Deere, whatever, all those. So, um, you know, I think the most I missed a cut by all last season was one shot. I mean, now this year I've missed multiple cuts by four and five and six. And in Hawaii, it was more than that. So in Hawaii, I was in the last group my rookie year on Sunday. So, um, you know, I, I, I want to get that greens and rag up. Last year, last week I hit it a lot better. Um, finished 49th. Um, you know, which is all right. It's hanging in there. I got some FedEx Cup points out of the deal. It's better than missing the cut, obviously. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I just want my greens and reg. You know, you got to hit it. You got to hit it good. Your proximity to the hole is a big one, too, um, which was way up there last season. So, you know, I, I set the bar really high for myself. So this year has been definitely a disappointment. But I'm still more than happy to just be out here and have everything going the way. Because, I mean, I know there's so many guys that consider themselves pro golfers that would just – really like to be in my position so I try not to complain about it hardly at all I think I just complained to my mom on the phone really <laughs> so your mom is the the coach at uh, UAB correct yeah. what, what's that like having having your mom be be a golf coach be involved in golf growing up and things like that oh uh, it's great she's uh they didn't they never pushed me at all she just was like if you want to go play we'll go play you know we'll take you somewhere to play in a tournament um it was mostly just local stuff but I mean, I just I just rode with her to work every day. Um, I was too small to play other sports. I mean, I was a decent baseball player, but um, <coughs> um, what position my, did you play in baseball? Um, I was pitcher and then uh, third base. Okay. And then when the coach moved to the outfield, and when I was twelve, I was like, I'm out. <laughs> um, and I was okay at soccer too, but I was always way too small. I was the smallest kid in my high school, including girls, my sophomore year. Um, legitimately, wow. I was. Yeah, I was probably you know maybe 80 pounds about four eight like I was the smallest kid in school um and when I was 15 so I have friends that are six two that are shaving that are driving you know um and I'm the smallest you're looking up at seventh graders yeah and I'm literally looking up at fifth graders um so you know football wasn't for me (laughs) um soccer wasn't for me baseball wasn't for me because everybody at that point a lot of the kids are pretty huge at that point so I just rode to work with mom every day and then I started playing good golf, and uh, and I ended up getting a full ride to UAB, and um, so I mean it worked out good in the end. And um, but uh, yeah, mom being there for me the whole time was huge. She obviously just rode to the golf course every day, anyways. So I mean it, it it was a perfect storm. My mom was a really good player. My dad was a good athlete. Um, and like I said, I just, and so my family, it wasn't a huge financial burden on them to have me playing golf because that's where mom made her money already. So. Um, because we didn't have a bunch of money growing up at all. I mean, we did fine. We weren't missing meals, but um, but it was a it was a just natural progression of it through her. Um, and she, you know, she she would spend hours with me on the driving range when she wasn't giving lessons of her own. 
So after a couple years now, get your feet under you on the, the main tour, what's been the biggest challenge for you in terms of adjusting to, to life on tour, the week-in, week-out grind, things like that? Uh, I mean, I don't really get tired. I mean, the web is a huge, a huge stepping stone. I mean, I played 11 weeks in a row out there one time, you know, so I'm on my fifth. 11? Yeah, 11. That is a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, I know guys that have played 14, 15 in a row. So I think to end the season out there, you go 14. Um, not everybody does that, obviously, but... Um, you know, so, I mean, being on the web, I mean, you do four or five weeks in South America. You know, I mean, out here, you're doing on these easy back and forths, like, no big deal. Um, out here is just a pleasure in every way. I mean, it's, uh, you know, this is the easiest deal. You know, com compared to the web, this is this is just the absolute primo, obviously. Biggest, excuse me, um, biggest tour in the world. Um, they treat us great. It's, uh, you know, I mean, you know, I traded in my Cadillac for a Lexus. <laughs> it's like, go. it's a joke. There you go. So, um... And uh, they're just they're just really nice out here. So honestly, I don't I wouldn't call it. I mean, it is a grind in some ways, but the travel's pretty convenient. I mean, it's nothing it's nothing too bad. Um, so I mean, if you're complaining about being on tour or getting tired out here, then you know I mean, imagine if we were punching a time card somewhere in some factory, so um, making you know fractions of what we do out here. So it's um I I, I enjoy every moment of it. You ever had a starstruck pairing? You know, every time um, you get on the first tee that uh, maybe, you have to say, pinch yourself? Yeah, rookie year. Um, let's see, who did I get paired with? I mean, more of like my rookie year on the web when I got paired was where when I played with Zach Johnson in a practice round at the U.S. Open. That was pretty cool. That was, you know, I, I couldn't hardly pull the club back. Was that at Bethpage? Uh, no, 11 was at Congressional. Oh, Congressional 11, yeah. Yeah, and um, 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 playing with VJ last year was pretty cool. Um, he, uh, I don't think he said anything until me to me to the eighth, eighth hole of the day. So he didn't say a word. That seems about right. Um, well, I mean, he's, he's a cool dude. Yeah. Like he's definitely a cool guy, but, but he's not going to talk your ear off. Yeah. He's not going to talk your ear off, but, um, so I'm not bad mouthing BJ, yep. but I'm just saying, you know, I mean, everybody's just, you know, it's a job. I mean, they're going about their business. It's not social hour. So whatever it's, you know, I definitely didn't take any offense to it. And that was probably his 500th PGA Tour event. So it's like your 600. So it's like you can't you can't cast stones when somebody doesn't say a lot. But played with Furick at um, Tampa last year. That was really cool. Um, but I haven't played with like Jason Day or Rory or, or Spieth or anything like that yet, um, which is pretty wild because Spieth's like 22 or something, and I'll turn 30 in a week. So you know it's hard to get starstruck by somebody that's eight years younger than you. <laughs> um, and I really don't with speed. With McElroy, I do a little bit. Um, but um, why do you think that's? Why do you think the difference is between them? I mean, there's just not as much of a aura around speed. You know what I mean? McElroy's. I mean, he's both very very nice guys. Um, but uh, speed is just such a chill. You know, I'm not not that Rory isn't, but you know, speed comes up to me. You know, he said he he's like, hey man, how are you? And um, and Rory will say hello. But I'm just saying, Spieth's just like a regular kid. You know, and he's just I mean, he should be a senior at Texas right now. <laughs> Um, so, anyways, it's uh, him being a little younger and, you know, just a, you know, American guy that's really personable. I mean, you know, I think we have a couple of similar friends and Smiley Kaufman and, you know, a couple other guys. So, you going to try and work your way into SBK 217? I, I will not be doing that, no. <laughs> um, my vacations, I, I don't want any cameras around. <laughs> there you go. Thanks. I mean, we, you know, I hear they're, like, getting in trouble, like, talking to these girls at the bar. It's just, like, what a waste of time. I can't believe they wanted those cameras around. Like, I've been asked about it two or three times in interviews, and I'm like, I'll pass. Right. Uh, all right, so your guy likes to step up and just kind of hit the ball. Yeah. Pretty quick player. 
Do you think pace of play is an issue on tour, and do you think, or do you think that the slow guys just don't care? Um, I'm pretty sure they don't care. Um, I don't think it's a huge issue, other than it might drive fans away. That's that's kind of, that could be frustrating. Um, I mean, when you're in those last few groups on Sunday, though, I mean, there's a lot at stake. You know, it's kind of hard to, you know, cast stones about it. I'm sure I've been delivered over putts and shots. So, I mean, you just got to factor everything in. I mean, especially when you're when every swing is so important. Um, you know, it's just a tough deal. Golf isn't is a very quick-paced game. Obviously, you got to be a pretty big golf nerd to really enjoy um, watching it on TV if Tiger's not playing. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I mean, they're getting pretty deliberate out there, no doubt about it. Not that I've been in the last group in a while, but, um, you know, last weekend in Dallas was, was pretty darn slow, um, especially if you got threesomes. Um, so, you know, whatever. I mean, it's just part of the game. I'm not... I don't, I'm not going to, like, get any petition signed anytime soon. I know that. I mean, I mean I, you know, whatever. If, if you're playing for a million dollars, then, you know, maybe people just got to kind of deal with it. Just open up another beer and chill out. There you go. Uh, all right, so let's take things off the golf course. What's your favorite sport, favorite team to root for? Um, I mean, I love love the Hawks. Um, I'm an NBA fan, more of a – which is pretty rare from people – for people from Alabama, because um, we don't have any pro sports. I was gonna say, so you grew up in Birmingham. Yeah, it's that you kind of just loop into the whole yeah. Atlanta scene. By yeah, default. you just yeah, you just evolved all that to Atlanta sports, going to Braves games as a kid, and um, not a big baseball guy, but I love the Falcons too. I mean, a couple years ago when they made the playoffs, I think they did two years in a row. Um, I mean, I don't know a lot about it. You know, I can't tell you lineups. Um, I mean, I can tell you the the popular, you know, famous players on every team, but. Uh, you know, I'm, I love the NFL. Um, I mean, it's just such a circus out there. I just, I just find it really fascinating. Um, I, don't, I think it's sad because those guys are killing each other, and like the workouts are getting more, are getting better. The diets are getting better. The guys are getting bigger, and their joints aren't getting bigger. You know what I mean? They, they, they can't handle all those, you know, hits. Um, but it's still so interesting to, I mean, a billion dollars a year they're pulling in or whatever. Um, it's decent change. Yeah. yeah, and what's his name? Goodell's getting forty million. It's just like, what is going on out there? Um, but it's just so fascinating the whole thing. So I mean, Falcons, Hawks for sure. Um, I like o- Oklahoma City Thunder a lot just because I love Durant and Westbrook. So um, won on them last night. Uh, so it's um, I love watching the NBA. I love playoff time. So definitely any any Atlanta sport. I mean, I guess I I'll go to a Braves game or two a year. But like I say, baseball isn't really my my deal. And I mean, I do love Auburn, and and we'll definitely watch four or five of those games a year. Try to go to one. Um, both of my parents went to Auburn. My sister went to Auburn. Um, pretty much everybody on my dad's side of the family went to Auburn. So, you know, Auburn's my loyalty in college ball. Um, but uh, yeah, football and basketball are my my go tos. You think the CTE stuff is gonna make any changes with the NFL? Or do you think that? I mean, that's that's the big question. Um, I mean, I don't know about changes. I mean, I think you can't argue with the the product at all. I mean, I think those guys know what they're getting themselves into, um, especially now. Um, there's been some decent players quit in the last because they don't want to have that happen. Um, I just can't imagine having to be in a sport like that. I'm just I feel lucky every day that I wasn't some huge kid growing up because I would have definitely played football. Like I begged my parents to let me play, but. Thank God they didn't allow me to play. <laughs> I would have been just what four eight and eighty pounds. Yeah, I it's I don't think quite I would have the hung. slot receiver. There. Yeah, I don't think they wanted me. Um, I mean, I was a, I had like moves, but <laughs> you know, playing in the yard with my friends, I thought it was really sick. 
Um, but you know, we weren't hitting each other really. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a crazy sport to witness. I mean, I, you know, it is just so intense and I just, they're just trying to kill each other. It's, it's really wild. Um, but I love the NFL and will always watch it. Um, you know, just God bless those guys. And I hope they <laughs> hope they're all right. Cause it affects everybody around them. I've read the articles. It's, it sound it's pretty wild. Like the, the junior say story and, and all yep. these, um, unfortunate things and because then you're hurt and so you're having to take the pain medication and that alters your brain chemistry and then when you're also getting hit in the head constantly that's a bad combination so um yeah i mean you know i feel for him no doubt about it i mean when your career is only two or three years and and you get you know a little taste of the the caviar taste and then you got to live the rest of your life yep whatever beer budget yeah with a beer budget and then you're um you know whatever that i'm just glad we don't have to take headshots in golf yes um, best concert you ever been to? Um, probably. Uh, I used to like Three Eleven a lot in high school. I was a big Three Eleven. We all did. Yeah, everybody loved Three Eleven. What? I don't know what they're talking about on any of those songs, <laughs> but I've read the lyrics and I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. But it yeah, sounds. But really when you're cool. 16, it makes. Sense. It makes so much yeah. sense. Um, love Three Eleven. I've been to probably 10 of those shows. Widespread Panic. Um, I'm in like jam bands a lot. Um, I've been to some really good ones that they had. Um, probably ten of those as well. Um, I always have excitement wise. Three Eleven was my favorite. Um, but then they started releasing those new albums, starting with Don't Tread on Me, and I just couldn't take it anymore. Stick with the the vintage stuff. Yeah, right? gotta stay ninety. It's gotta say eighty nine through about ninety six or seven. I think with music. I'll give it from Chaos. Yeah, it was with a little yeah. little towards then. Okay, so that's a great one. Um, what's the other one? The Sound System was it Sound System? Yeah, yeah, Sound System was a good one. Uh, top celebrity crush? Um, uh, Tiger Woods. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, although I'm a huge Tiger fan, but I don't swing that way. Um, 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 I like... Uh, who we got? Man, that's put me on the spot, isn't it? There's a lot of fancy celebrities out there. Um, I like the... Uh, I like Kira Knightley a little bit. Right, <laughs> no, the girl from uh, Golden... Uh, no. What's it called? Garden State. What's her name? Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. I like Natalie Portman a lot. She seems like a sweet girl. <laughs> there you go. Good choice. Uh, as you said earlier, uh, big birthday coming up. Hitting, yeah. Hitting three zero yeah. on June second. Any yeah. big plans? Um. Yeah. I'm gonna go back to. I mean, I don't think I'm gonna get a memorial eighth or ninth alternate right now. Whatever. It'd been six six in a row anyways. I mean, if I do get in, I'm 100 percent playing, and my family's coming up. Um. But if I don't, then I'm gonna go to Birmingham and hang out with my sister and my mom. Uh, Sarah lives in Nashville, but um, uh, she's going to come down, and Mom can take care of the the baby. They have a 20-month-old, and um, and her husband and her and I and a friend will all go out and hang out, you know. I, I haven't been to Birmingham in a while, probably since Christmas, so and an easy flight from Dallas, so I'll just go to, go to the ham and chill. I mean, I don't have any. I'm not a big birthday party type person, um, so I'd, I really hope they don't throw some kind of surprise thing I really, I don't want that to happen <laughs> well now it's on record yeah now it's on record I'll text my mom and be like don't be planning anything crazy um, I like to keep it pretty low key so um, okay. uh, but yeah 30s that's kind of a fun one I'm, I'm glad I mean I'm I'm excited about getting older there you go not not the uh, usual not line of reasoning with that not at that's all. Good. I think getting older is the best thing that's ever happened to me I'm not the same <laughs> stupid kid I was before there you go 
what's one or two events that you're really looking forward to the rest of the season that you have you've got circled? Yeah. Um. I mean, honestly, the rest of the year. I mean, I. I, I mean, the players is one. I know that wasn't part of the question, but. I mean, players and uh, and Honda. I was really excited about both of those. So, but going forward, uh, um, dang, man, I don't know. I mean, I hope I can play my way into the PGA. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not that I'm in it right now. I would love to get in the British. Um, I wish I could circle those. <laughs> um, getting get to the playoffs is always really, really cool. Um, gosh, I mean, they're all so good. <laughs> they really are. Um, trying to think if I had the schedule in front of me I might be able to do it but um I'm gonna uh, let me just say the British and the PGA and just assume that Thank I'm gonna you. maybe play my way aim in. high yeah exactly Get one or two. uh well all right anyway that that uh recaps everything I've got on my list yeah, so cool. I appreciate you joining us here on this uh Monday Scramble special podcast where can folks follow you on on Twitter since you're the social media yeah wizard? Will Wilcox Golf okay pretty pretty standard um so yeah check me out there you go and uh will readily respond to any and all DFS fantasy questions and uh, almost. Um, almost pretty pretty much all of them I try I mean I assume people understand that you can't answer them all so yes. um, but I will try to answer as many as possible over the next day or two after they come in and, but uh, on the spectrum of PJ Tour players you're certainly one of the more active yeah. in terms of your response yeah I mean I think people out here get a little too hoity-toity sometimes and I don't think they want to respond to the negative comments and it's amazing how upset people get I'm definitely not one of those I think it's funny and, you know, I try to favorite every negative comment. Um, so if you're listening to this right now, say something negative and I'll favorite it. There you go. Send the hearts. Yep. All right. Well, this is uh, Will Gray. Thanks, Will Wilcox, once again for joining us. This has been a Monday Scramble special podcast, and we will see you next time. Yes, sir. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.